When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. I am Mike Luke, joined by Jason Shear. I'm just literally getting in the door from Las Vegas right here. Been a long week. Appreciate you all right there. Set some records out there. Uh, again, big thanks. Now the man that needs no introduction, who sets records every single day. That's Mr. Jason Shear. Hello, Jason. Hello, Michael. How long did that drive take you? Um, well, actually, because I'm not driving with my parents, so it took me uh, about seven hours or so, a little bit more normal. So I'm okay with that. Um, we All got right. a lot to get to. Arizona's in the South. I want to rehash, though, real quick what we saw yesterday. Arizona, to me, does not play a great game, does not get um, – and again, UCLA is very good. But at the end of the day, we also saw a team in Arizona that is uh, very um, down-to-earth takes on the uh, mantra of its coach. Meanwhile, UCLA falls apart a little bit at the end, and Mick Cronin blames everybody but himself for the loss right there while pretending that his dad was in the middle of a bunch of stuff. What do you, what say you? Yeah, it's just, I think you hit the nail on the head. You take the personality of your coach. And then I, I think, obviously, UCLA is a very good basketball team, but I, I really, it's a pet peeve of mine. And look, even like Sean Miller did similar to what Tommy did and people hate Sean, but it's like, congratulate the other team. Like Tommy goes in the Pac-12, you know, trophy. And the first thing he says is, man, that UCLA is really good. Goes in the Pac-12 network. Man, UCLA is really good. Mick, what's your takeaway? The refs. Come right. on, man. Give, give Arizona Be some better. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But this was this was a big this was a big big win for the Wildcats. Again, I'm a little bit surprised that Arizona didn't get that two seed out west. But after seeing the draw that is out west, we will make fun of that in a few minutes. Um, I'm okay with Arizona in the South. Let's talk first about the South. Um, Arizona, I, I like these draws. First, you got Princeton, and then after that, we're going to talk about uh, what more you got there. But yes, Alabama's tough. The Greg Byrne reunion tour could be there, but I like I like this draw quite frankly for Arizona. If it's Arizona, Alabama, and Baylor, you got to play Baylor. It's uh, you know in the uh, at the sweet in the Sweet Sixteen. So be it. I'm cool with this draw. Yeah, no problems. I, I think this is a even though Arizona was probably a, may have been a better team last year. I thought last year's draw was significantly tougher. I mean, you look right. at TCU; they were literally the number one interior defense in the country. In your right. second round matchup. And that's not taken away from Missouri or Utah State, but Arizona should beat those teams. Uh, Princeton is not a good 15 team. You know, Arizona should be able to to handle Princeton. I, I have no issues. Even Alabama's really good, but Baylor, I mean, look, Arizona already beat San Diego State, who's the five, already beat the six, who's Creighton. Virginia, right. the four, isn't scaring anyone. Um, you know, to me, it's it's Alabama and Arizona and throw Baylor in there. And those are 
by far the top three teams. All right, Jacob Franklin working tirelessly behind the scene. Jacob, if you could put up the South right there so we could look at it right now. And uh, all right, so let's look at Arizona's draw right there. You got Arizona, you got Princeton. That is a game that Arizona should win. Then you got Missouri, Utah State. After that, Missouri doesn't do much for me. Uh, Utah State, I know the great, that's the Greg Hansen game right there. But both those games, uh, Arizona, in my opinion, Sheer, and uh, you can break it down a little bit more as you've been able to look at this as I've been driving, but these are two games that Arizona should win. Absolutely. And and uh, I just posted on the board, and we were talking to buddies of ours. I, I think if you're an Arizona fan, you want Missouri to beat Utah State. Uh, I think Missouri's small. They do not rebound the ball at all on the defensive glass. Uh, it is a – Utah State is a very solid – um, team and, right. and but at the end of the day, Arizona is better than both. Sure, yes. Utah State may give Arizona a close game, but I'm not picking Utah State. Uh, Arizona should be able to get through uh, the first weekend. All right, yes, and then we're going to get to Baylor here. We're going to get to Baylor here in just a second. But first, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Here's the deal. And right here, right now, and that's for Flag Hat right there. You put in five bucks. And you can get up to $200 in free plays if you're a new customer, 21 and up, Arizona only. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike Luke's an idiot. I'm not going to go with what he says. Go with what Jason Shear says, though. Pick Arizona to win these games. You might even parlay some things here. NCAA tournament is here. This is the best time of the year. Again, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Or you might say to yourself, who does Jacob Franklin root for? Thanks for asking. Jacob Franklin roots for ASU. Now, ASU is essentially the play-in team every single year. They should have a permanent spot in Tempe for their play-in games. Save everybody a little bit of money. Bet against them. Again, check it out, though. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, and Mountain Mike's Pizza. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, what's so great about Mountain Mike's Pizza? Fantastic pizza. Jason sure has been there. Oracle and Wetmore. And you can get all kinds of different stuff right there. You can watch games. You can, again, TV, you name it. They got it. Jason, sure, you've been there before. Is this correct? I have. It was nice. It was fun. All right. It was very good stuff. Again, check it out. Mountain Mike's Pizza. This is the time of the year, though, for that. And, again, let me just make sure I got this because, again, uh, I apologize a little, a little, uh, hold on just a second here. So head over to Mountain Mike's Pizza. Um, order their Mesa Chandler and Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher for signing up. Okay, now let's talk about Baylor then because I think that's the Sweet 16 matchup. That's where it gets fascinating to me. Um, I'm a big fan of Baylor and what Scott Drew has done. You have been a Scott Drew denier for many, many years, but you have come around that Scott Drew is good. But joking aside, this team is the one team you've got on the perimeter You've got Keontae George, you got Flagler, you got Cryer right there. And now that you've got a, you're healthy up front, you got some big men. That is a that's a heck of a matchup right there. And I would imagine if you were on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, that's going to be a pretty close to a pick'em game right there, Jason Shear. The one thing I will say about Baylor this year is they're very different than the Baylor that Right. We're accustomed to the defense has not been good. I think right. they're 107th and Ken Palm, but they're top two. I think offensively, it's right. just a very different team. The biggest concern there would be Arizona. How do they guard Baylor defensively? And I don't know if Baylor could guard Arizona defensively. It would be an up tempo offensive game, but 
when we talk about Arizona's weaknesses and the type of teams that we don't want to see, it always goes back to having athletes at the most positions. And Baylor has athletes at every single position. And the thing about Baylor, too, is that they're battle-tested. A lot of these guys have been around there for a long time. Again, I get the Keontae George is a freshman. Get all of that. But, again, Flagler's been around forever. Transfer, um, uh, Cryer as well. So they've got some experience right there. And, you know, athletically, especially on the perimeter, I think they match up fairly well with Arizona. But by the time you get to the Sweet 16, let's let's be honest here. You're going to end up playing good teams. I mean, you can you can only avoid good teams for so long. And so be it. You get Baylor at that point. And, uh, you know, so be it. Now, I use them. I just want to say real quick. I use that Massey ratings tool. It's awesome. If, if what the spread would be if two teams went against each other. Arizona 79, Baylor 78. And you know, so right, I think probably that, be yeah, I think that's about I think that's about right. Now, yeah. let's talk about Alabama right here, the Greg Burn Bowl. We should be rooting against Alabama because they don't conduct themselves in a manner befitting of the University of Arizona or our guy Dave Hickey right here. But Alabama at the end of the day is a very very good team. And Jacob, if you could pull that up again right there on the west bracket, um or excuse me, the south bracket. Uh sorry about that. So I don't really see anybody in here stopping Alabama. I know they got a lot of eyes on them. Maryland stinks. We're going to make fun of Big Ten teams here in a little bit. Um, San Diego State could easily lose to Charleston right there. Virginia, first one to 20 wins. Creighton's fascinating, but I think Alabama is going to be in the elite age here. I will say this, and I'm not picking Alabama to win that game. Um, I think that second round matchup, if it's West Virginia, is actually yeah. going to be more difficult than people think because West right. Virginia is just going to be super physical with them. Uh, assuming they get out of that, it's it's easy. I mean, they're going to kill San Diego State or Charleston. They're going to kill Virginia or Furman. That you know that that second round matchup to me is actually harder than the matchup after that because you yeah. know I, I I look at those two matchups. I could absolutely see Charleston winning and I could see Furman winning their first round game. All right, let's talk about what Alabama brings to the table. And obviously, we know all about Brandon Miller, but this is the type of team, and you and I have talked about this all season um, before uh, before shootings were occurring and all of this. I thought that Alabama was the one team in the country that if I had to pick one team in a vacuum on paper, that I thought they probably had the best roster in the country. I still stand by that. But these are also 18, 19-year-old kids that are going to be dealing with a lot of distractions. All eyes are going to be on them come tournament time. And all eyes are going to continue to be the further they get. Um, and they are long and they are incredibly athletic. Now, their guard play doesn't scare me, though. That's something. Between Jaden Bradley, Javon Quinterly, solid but you're not scared by that up front though is a different animal for Alabama. Yeah. I think the, the thing that gets overlooked with Alabama because they're good on offense is their defense is elite. Right. I mean, it is really good. They actually are the number one opposing field goal teams only shoot 41% against them. Right. Teams only shoot 28% from three. They play at the fourth highest tempo in the nation. They play faster than Arizona. So they run the court with super athletic bigs and then they get back in transition and defend and block shots and force turnovers. Uh, they are really good uh, to right. me They're, I mean, look, I'm not saying that it's not a winnable game for Arizona, but like we and you have said for weeks that we think Alabama is probably the best team in the country because of their height, their athleticism, all that. 
This is going to be a big game, too, for the Peaks up front between Umar Ballo and between Azulis Tabellis. Again, last year, we all know that Azulis Tabellis struggled a little bit right there with uh, when it came to uh, the NCAA tournament. This is going to be his redemption tour right here. So far, so good. Again, didn't put up great numbers against UCLA, but he was more than good enough, 19 and 14. But again, now is where the chips are down. This is going to be big for him right here, and especially if you're going against a team like Alabama or a team like Baylor. Again, like you said, a different Baylor team. But still, all eyes are going to be on Zoo right here. I think all eyes are going to be on him as soon as Princeton, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's just because of what happened last year in the tournament. And and Tommy said today, Azulis has been hearing about that for a year. And right. and he likes to look in his eye and the focus and all that. And I think people forget that was also Azulis' first NCAA tournament. Right. So now he's comfortable. He knows what it's going to look like. He knows that the intensity is going to get up. I'd be surprised if he played as poorly. But Arizona needs him. This team is right. not advancing far if we get the Azulis of last year's tournament. And, and I think Azulis recognizes that. And now it's just a matter of, of kind of putting that production uh, on the court. All right, guys. We've got a lot of comments coming in right here. 112 lives uh, already. Appreciate you guys all out there. Now we're going to get to some of these questions right here. But first, Circle K. Jason Shear, have you ever been to Circle K? Many a times. All right. The great thing about Circle K is this. They are everywhere in Tucson, everywhere. You can go to the toughest areas in Tucson. I've always felt that Oracle and uh, uh, or uh, Grant and Oracle is the toughest intersection in Tucson. Circle K there. Or you can go to the best intersections in Tucson, and you will find a Circle K is there. They treat or treat. They uh, serve all people right there. Here's the deal, though. We're excited to partner with our good friends at Circle K. Um, you again, check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selections and premium gas. I stopped by Circle K on my way up to Las Vegas and on my way back to Las Vegas. Good food, great gas prices. And again, we're excited to partner with our good friends at Circle K. To kick things off, we've teamed up for an amazing giveaway opportunity. Text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gift card. See show notes for details, Circle K, and one more one, Illegal Pete's. All right, Jason Shear has been to Illegal Pete's before. Is this true? I have, yes. It's been a while, but I've been. It's good. Yep, Jason Shear. And again, it's for the high energy. It's a high energy crowd. Lots of good stuff. Nothing cares that my bracket is busted in the first round, like some fresh limes, tequila, lots of tequila, agave, and try out Illegal Pete's coin premium and frozen mar margarita stop by for happy hour 3 p.m to 6 p.m every day irresistible drinks mouth-watering food that will fill your heart's desire full menu you name it again they got it all right now uh big shout out the back the a movement also in las vegas was on point ben white can confirm this when we walked into t-mobile there was a faction of the crowd not a huge faction yelling out back the a and uh, so, again, it's big right there. People in the band. And, again, uh, there were, uh, the pet band backs the A. I know my guy right here because I saw him back in the A and yelling it out. We appreciate you guys right there. The movement will not be stopped. It is only getting stronger. Now, um, on, uh, the great Andre Vera said, Jay, gut feeling, who makes it out of the South? Who is your sleeper pick? And also, updates on the health of Umar Ballo and Kurt Kreese, from a story broken by our good friend, Bruce Pascoe. 
Um, I think Alabama's the easy pick to make it out of the South. I just think it's a it's a bad matchup for Arizona. My sleeper would be Baylor. I, I mean, I know it's not really sleeper, but I just don't see any of the I, I really I, I think the top three seeds are clearly uh, above the other teams in that region. Umar's fine. You know, he played with the injury against UCLA. It's just that Umar's such a nice kid that he pointed out the injury to reporters and then it got out. <laughs> Had he not yeah. done that, no one probably would have ever known. His hand was just wrapped, but he'll be fine. You know, it's not something that'll be fixed this week, but it's not his shooting hand. It's his left hand and uh, he's cool. He's good. Was was there any game more emblematic of Kirk Crease at Arizona than the UCLA game? You don't shoot well, talking a lot, but at the end of the game, when you needed a dagger three, when you needed a follow-up dagger three, Kirk Crease is there. It's really a remarkable skill that he has there, Jason, that he can shoot some pretty poor percentages, but at the end of the games, he generally makes those shots. Shooters shoot, man, and eventually yeah. they're going to go in. And, and for Kerr, a lot of times they go in at – at the right time. And you're right. Like he, he wasn't playing well. He didn't get any assists and that doesn't happen very often with him at all. But when Arizona needed a three, it, I mean, he, he hit it and, and he will never hesitate to take a shot, which is good and bad. And uh, against UCLA, it was good. All right. Uh, Jacob Franklin, if we could go to the East bracket now, because again, we're always looking at possible matchups here because we expect success at Arizona. All right. Purdue on this show, we don't buy into any of the big 10 hype. It's a bunch of nonsense. We're going to make fun of the Big Ten teams here. Purdue, number one, I could easily see Purdue going out in the second round to Memphis there, Jason. Sure, if Memphis gets past Florida Atlantic. Yes, 100%. Uh, you know, if Memphis gets past Florida Atlantic, that's a very athletic Memphis team. Uh, we saw when they're playing well what, what happened when they they blew out Houston today. Uh, it is a very legitimate team. I, I don't see Purdue coming out of the East, but I will say I, I think Purdue has the easiest uh, path to the final four overall. All right. Now Duke oral Roberts, uh, John Shire's done a very nice job with Duke of late, but this is a tough draw for the Duke blue devils. Oral Roberts can 100% win this game. Yeah. Uh, Max Adams is a, is a very, very good player. Um, Duke's going to have to contain him. Duke's playing really well. I think they win that game. Uh, and I, I think they beat Tennessee, but that's, that's going to be one of the popular upset picks of the first round. All right, our good buddy Andy Enfield, your good buddy Andy Enfield, playing Mo- or uh, uh, Andy Enfield playing Michigan State. Are you backing Andy Enfield in this game? Or are you going with Tom Izzo? Believe it or not, I'm backing Andy Enfield. I don't. I've oh. seen Michigan State. I don't think they're very good. Uh, I think I they're agree. kind of the the Tom Izzo Big Ten deal. I don't really think they're a seven seed, and um, I, I just yeah, I, I think USC is a better team. Also, is Marquette at the number two? Is Marquette fake good? I don't know. I thought they were, but they looked really good during the Big East tournament. Right. It's they did. To say. And uh, you it, don't it, really see Xavier, and this is a this is an ode to your guy, Sean Miller. You don't really see Xavier just get annihilated in the way, manner in which they did there. Yeah, and they beat UConn, and I mean they they beat good teams. They don't have that many bad losses. They're they're a legitimately good team. All right, who do you like out of this region? Um, I like Duke. Believe it. or I not. I like Duke as well. Out. <laughs> I like Duke as well out of this region. I would be more than okay, though, if Andy Enfield emerged from this region. Probably not going to happen, though. Probably not. You you All get right. big bragging rights if, if USC makes it out of that region. All right. Now, everybody wanted to be in the West. But after this... Um, all right. Let's see here. DM me, AZ Cats, $5 right there. 
DM me. I can get you that right there. Uh, just DM me on Twitter. I got you covered, my guy. Not a problem. Um, all right. Now, uh, the West. Everybody, every Arizona fan wanted to be in the West. I'm glad we're not in the West right now because the great Jacob Franklin can pull up the West for us right here. And this is a this is a monster. You got Kansas as the one seed. And by the way, you're going to play Arkansas in the second round, a team that we did not want to have to play. And then after that, you look at some of these other teams. You got UCLA, uh, the number two seed. Uh, and then you look at it, ASU and their typical play-in game. UConn is a four seed right there. Gonzaga is a three. I'll, here's what I'm going to tell you, Jason Shear. I would take my chances having the three and the four seed right here, UConn or Gonzaga, over UCLA and Kansas. Yeah, this is a brutal, to me, this is the best bracket. I mean, you like you look at Kansas one, who's obviously very good. Their eight is Arkansas. Everybody knows how we feel about Arkansas. UConn is awesome as a four. TCU is so really good as a six. Gonzaga's playing their best basketball of the season as a three. This is a, a very difficult draw. I do think UCLA walks into the Sweet 16. I don't think Northwestern or Boise gives them a game. But, man, it, that is a, a very heavy bracket, seeds one through five. All right, we do agree that all the Big Ten teams, uh, Northwestern out early and uh, Illinois out early. We agree with this, correct? Yes, absolutely. All right. All right, now. Let's talk about ASU here. Let's make fun of them for a little bit. Our good friend Jacob Franklin should hop in right here. Jacob Franklin, hop in. I don't think he's going to. I saw the most bizarre thing that I have ever seen in a college basketball game. I have never seen this before. And honestly, talking with some ASU folks, they had never seen it before either. During a game, during a timeout, Bobby Hurley had his players running suicides. It was the most bizarre thing that I've seen. And you wonder why they play and why they're constructed in the manner in which they do. It's because of that. Sheer, I wish I had videoed it, but a lot of people saw it. It was bizarre. And we've seen a lot of bizarre stuff from Bobby Hurley. This really took the cake for me. You told me that and I didn't believe you. I still oh, don't believe true. you. <laughs> oh, no, it's true. I know it's true. But that's, I've never seen that before. That's wild. That's high school stuff. Uh, hey, man, it works. They're in the NCAA tournament. Bobby Hurley versus Steve Alford. It, uh, oh, that is, that isn't that who you like in that game, by the way. I like ASU. Yeah, I do too. ASU, though, is the one Pac-12 team, though, that I'm rooting for all of the other ones. Won't root for ASU. I am rooting for, I'm backing, I am backing the Alford A in this game, though, <laughs> even though it might not. Now, let's talk a little bit about Arkansas. You absolutely hate Eric Musselman. You have been on the anti-must bus from day one. Fair enough. This Kansas-Arkansas matchup in the second round, what do you think? That's a, if it were to happen. I, I've said before, you know, we, we were secretly rooting for Arkansas to be UCLA's 8-9 <laughs> or 7 or whatever it was because that they're a nightmare. Because right. they're, even though their record doesn't indicate it, they really might have been a bubble team. At, you know, late in the season, they've got talent. They're good. They're super athletic. I like Kansas in that game, but I would not be surprised at all if if it was a really close game down to the wire. Who do you like out of this region? Uh, I like UConn. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm trying to. You don't I, have I to agree I, with me, Shiel. You generally don't agree. Don't Kansas. agree with me. When I did my bracket, I think I picked Kansas, but my second team would be UConn. I think it's Kansas and UConn. Whoever 
wins that game and they face each other, wins the, the region. All right. Now, let me tell you about four peaks. There were three peaks that played last game. Henry Vasar, our guy, got into the game right there. Now, again, as we always talk about, a lot of the peaks do their work behind the scenes this year. You see Azulis, uh, Tabellis, and Umar Ballo, and you say, man, how did they get so good? It's because of the backup peaks. Now, you might say to yourself, where could I get good beer for peaks? All right. Now, here's the deal. Right now, you can get Kilt Lifter. I was drinking Kilt Lifter up in Las Vegas. I have pictures to prove it. It's fantastic stuff. And you got St. Patty's Day right around the corner. You already know the best place to spend St. Patty's Day. Fourth, Four Peaks, 8th Street Pub, of course. Hang with your favorite degenerates. Maybe the great Jacob Franklin will be there. Who knows? And enjoy a good time. Must be 21 and up to enjoy. But again, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Four Peaks, Henry Vasar, that is for you right there. And the great Kobe Thiel, I put Mike on to Kilt Lifter. You know what, Kobe Thiel? You're a good man. You're a leader of men right there. All right, now, can we get to the Midwest bracket here, Mr. Jacob Franklin? All right, this is a fascinating one for me. I would imagine that uh, Houston will be fine the first weekend without uh, Marcus Sasser. But you're going to need him after that because if you play Northern Kentucky and, you know, a bum team like Iowa, you could probably get by. But after that, you're going to need him. And they looked terrible today without him. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's very similar to last season, although we got an answer. Houston didn't play anyone. I mean, right. they're, they're at a conference. I think Gonzaga, uh, they beat Oregon. And mm-hmm. at the time, we thought it was a good win, but it wound up just being whatever. They right. need Sasser back. They 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 can absolutely beat Iowa and Auburn, but when you start to get into that Miami, Indiana, you know, say whatever it may be, it becomes very difficult to win without a guy like Sasser. Right, and then so Auburn, uh, you got Auburn, Iowa. I think Iowa stinks. I don't think that uh, Fran McCaffrey and his intimidation tactics will do anything in this game. You don't get to stare at NCAA refs and let them do that. I like Auburn in this game. What do you what say you? Uh, I actually like Iowa. Do like you? Iowa. Yeah, I, you're, I, I you're like going Big uh, Ten there. I, was, I like it. I, you know, I, I think Auburn isn't a very good team. Iowa, I don't think it's that good either, but at least Iowa has really, really good offense. That is very true. All right. Now, I disagree with you, but that's true. All right. Indiana, we need them to get bounced early as well. Do you give them any, do you give Kent State any chance against them? Yeah, I think that spread's only four and a half. Yeah, four, that four, really four. caught my eye. And that they're, they're basically saying, go ahead, bet Indiana, and we're going to take your money. So, I, I mean, that is a game that Kent State could absolutely win. Right. Now, you look at the other ones. Uh, uh, Jason Shears, number two favorite team in the entire field since we have established that Jason Shear would root for Arizona over Xavier. But how far do you see the Xavier Musketeers and your boy Sean Miller going? Uh, I, I, I like their first weekend. I think they're better than all those teams. Um, but I, they're, they can't beat Texas. I, I think Texas is too athletic and good for them. I, I think Texas beats Xavier, although it would be funny if Sean Miller also got to go against Houston. Uh, wouldn't it? I like Texas out of this region. I know they got a, uh, another got a, uh, interim coach Houston to me really worries to me because I don't, um, uh, I don't really like, uh, uh, by the way, AZ Cats G, I believe it's uh, Luke5197. I'm not on Instagram all the time, but I will look for it now. Go ahead and send me that. I'll take care of it for you. Um, 
Now, uh, uh, I like Texas in that bracket, though. I get that you don't have your coach. Get all of that. Houston just worries me, though, because you really haven't played anybody. And they go through a lot of stretches where they can't score. Whereas I look at Texas. Texas, to me, is a little bit like Alabama in that they kind of check off every single box when it comes from a physicality perspective. Yeah, I have Texas out of that region. They're big, they're athletic, they're strong, and I actually I trust them offensively much more than I do Houston. I know Houston's efficient, but I think Texas has more explosive ability offensively. All right. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Arizona. We've broken down all the regions with the great help with the help of our great friend Jacob Franklin right there. We've got our final four picks, but I do want to talk a little bit about this coaching job that Tommy Lloyd did because watching it up close is absolutely amazing, but something that's also amazing, tap and bottle. Tap and bottle watch parties. All right. Now you might say, Mike, where's tap and bottle? There's multiple tap and bottles. You can go to the tap and bottle downtown location, or you can go to the tap and bottle on the north side on uh, off of Oracle and uh, Ina, I believe. Very good stuff. Scott and Rebecca do a great job. Support local. They're some of the best people you will ever meet. And you can many times get four peaks there as well. Tap and bottle, tap and bottle watch parties. All right. Sheer. This to me, Tom, what Tommy Lloyd did this year was absolutely fantastic. I don't want to minimize what um, uh, UCLA did, but because UCLA is an awesome team. UCLA is a really, really good team, even losing all those guys. But I look at this Wildcat team, and right now I don't see anybody again that I see as a lock NBA player. And the way that they've got a two seed, you got a two, uh, a two seed, I definitely didn't think they would get a two seed this year. No, I mean, I, I, I would have been fine with like a five seed just yeah. because I think that, that that's kind of where I had them. But, you know, when you take a look, losing, I don't know how many coaches could lose three legitimate NBA picks and there'd be very little drop off. I, right. I mean, it's insane. And, and so for, for Arizona to be a two seed and be favored in a good amount of games, be a legitimately good team that people are respecting nationally says a lot about what Tommy Lloyd uh, can do as a head coach. All right, Carter Bryant, top five uh, player out of California. What's the latest right here? Was with the Cats. What do you got? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a major push for him to commit this weekend, but I also don't think that's a big deal. I think people have to remember that a lot of times these kids want to go home, talk it over with their families, and they make an announcement, a graphic, and all that. Um, I still would be very surprised if Carter didn't wind up at Arizona and I don't really read too much into it. If things don't go down in the next 24 hours now, and see, that's the thing too, with Carter Bryant is that he is a, he would really be the one that I think would get a lot of people questioning Tommy Lloyd off of uh, basically off of his back right there. Now, again, I don't really buy into the theory, but because you look at Kylan Boswell was a five-star point guard. He would have been a McDonald's all American if he stuck around big fan of KJ Lewis. You already got Jamari Phillips in the next class, but you know, you have missed on some kids that I think a lot of people thought you would get your Cody Williams, your KJ Evans, if you get Carter Bryant, that is your first mega, mega recruit. The guy that can play pretty much anywhere in the country. And no, heck, he could. Probably a one and done, a lottery type. I think that gives Tommy Lloyd, not that he needs it, but I think that gives Tommy Lloyd a little bit of breathing room right there, Sheer. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, and you know, it, it's, look, the, I don't think that the the doubts are necessarily warranted, but now all of a sudden you're taking a look at that 2024 class and he has Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant, which right now would be 
one of the top classes in the country and it, and it won't be done. And, and so it, it gives them recruiting breathing room. It gives them like top five player, right. It takes away the whole narrative that he can't recruit domestically or he can't land elite players. It, Carter Bryant is a very important recruit. And, you know, you can say the thing, same thing opposite. If he doesn't land Carter Bryant, you know, maybe it kind of validates some of those beliefs. I would be surprised if that's the route it goes, but it is a, a very big recruit for Tommy and arguably the biggest recruit that he's had since arriving to campus. Our guy, Andre Barris made us, makes a very good point right here. Obviously Cal is uh, axing or Cal already axed Mark Fox, who you could have looked for two seconds and said that that would have been a bad fit and he would not be a good coach there. By the way, is your guy, Josh Pastor or uh, Joe Pasternak going to take that job? Uh, Cal, I think he's in the running. We'll see. Would he take it? I think so. Yeah. What about Josh Pastner? Would he fail up again? <laughs> Isn't he like he would be perfect at Cal Berkeley? A little strange. Wore the COVID mask, right? I I agree. They'd be about five hundred every single year. I agree with it. But Andre Veras makes a good point. This is why this conference. This is a great point right here. Why are Washington and Stanford bringing back their coaches? It's no wonder this conference stinks. Jared Haas is not a good coach. He is never going to win at Stanford. Mike Hopkins has his tenure has, we know what it is at this point. That's a great point by Andre Veris. Uh, because at the end of the day, Jared Haas, I don't know, but it, it, look, Mike Hopkins would cost like $4 million just to fire and watch him right. just gave Kalen DeBoer a huge contract. They just don't have the money. Like UW, we reported earlier in the week that UW is keeping Hopkins because they don't have the money to get rid of them. And right. that's also a knock on the PAC 12 that you can't even get rid of a coach. That'll only cost you $4 million to get rid of. All right. Sheer, you got any good deals going on? Tell the people out there. Give the people what you want when they want it. Yeah, we got 50% off an annual subscription all week long. Spring football, March Madness will be in beautiful Sacramento. Uh, 50% off an annual sub. It's a great deal. Take advantage. Uh, and by the way, one thing that is funny that I've also – I saw two things that I've never seen in uh, at a tournament before. I saw Bobby Hurley have his players run suicides. I saw another member of the media continuously sneak in full plates of chicken and mashed potatoes to press row. Sheer, I have never seen either one of those before. I don't know which one's more bizarre. What say you? Uh, I got to say, I've been to a lot of tournament games. I've never seen someone eat on press row. Never. And not like a brownie or a cookie. Like yeah, a like, yeah, brownie. Plate. You're good. That's what they're there for. I've never seen someone eat a full meal on press row. That's wild. I am here for your entertainment. I only report what I see. He's Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. I will be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. And big thanks to Jacob Franklin right there. Wishing you nothing but bad luck in your annual play-in game for ASU. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.